Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Sid Chase. Hi, Sid. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Doing well. And Sid's joining us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's the president of Sid Chase Group, which is a real estate and alternative investment consulting firm. He has over 20 years experience and thousands of completed purchases and rehabs under his belt. He is a 15-year Army veteran. Um, so first and foremost, thank you so much for your service. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. My, uh, I'm actually traveling tomorrow to North Carolina to hang out with my brother and my sister-in-law. Um, my brother is a lieutenant colonel in the Army, and my sister-in-law flies Black Hawk helicopters for the National Guard. <laughs> Well, that's a fun job. That is for sure. The second one there. Yeah. <laughs> Sid is the author of Noble Real Estate and recently released Your Daily Dose of Noble. So, Sid, with that being said, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on what you've been up to and what you're focused on now? The last few years, what, what we've been doing um, really kind of right before the market bottomed I kind of realized that it was getting ready to bottom when I was doing some writing for some um, real estate magazines in New York. I kind of realized that the market was getting ready to bottom. So what we started doing then was we went ahead and we're here in Myrtle Beach area, the Grand Strand. And we just started up buying up as many uh, undeveloped uh, lots um, that we could get our hands on, which, which was a little over a hundred over in about a year and a half's time is what we purchased w- with our for our clients and, and for ourselves. And we just held on to them until the builders came in and um, we started selling them back to all the builders. And um, so we did really well with that. That that has kind of petered out a little bit with the um, – there's still fuel available. Uh, all of those lots, just so everybody knows, um, were REOs. Um, we deal with about 41 local banks um, in the Grand Strand and along the East Coast and uh, we – purchase directly from them and the asset managers. But um, what we're looking at now, or the next step, what we did was um, we got into flipping houses, you know, like everybody was doing. Um, we got in probably a little bit ahead of everybody else, started flipping a lot of houses. We flipped, um, when we first got started, we, I think we flipped about 10 or 11 houses in about six months. Um, and when I mean flip, a complete phase through um, um, bottom, rehabbed them, put them on the market, sold them. So they're complete flips. 
So we're still doing some flipping right now um, in uh, not not so much in Myrtle Beach. Um, now we're stretched out to the whole Grand Strand area and also um, in the Greenville area. So that, that's still going well. The margins are getting a little tighter on those because the REO list, as everybody should know, um, is getting uh, a lot smaller. And um, there's a lot more players in the market now. Every, you know, those um, investors who want to just get getting started and, you know, um, try to catch the wave here and ride the real estate market up. So that's getting a little bit tougher to get those margins and to get quality homes. Um, so what we've started to do now is we put a, a pooling, um, pooling group together, pull a bunch of investors together, still looking for other investors to join. And what we're doing now is we're playing in, a, in an area that most investors don't play in. Um, and that's that $250,000 range and up. So we're now looking at REO properties, um, developments that we're taking down. Um, we're looking at two of them specifically, sorry about that specifically right now. Um, and with the pool, we'll go in and take those down. Um, we just started our new building company. So now we're building our own homes, um, spec homes, um, we have two builders on board with us, and um, most people probably don't know. I also own a, a full-size freehabbing company and also a, a real estate brokerage firm. So everything is in-house with us. And so that's really where we're heading right now is is trying to take down the larger developments with, with the uh, pool. So you truly are evolving with the market and what it's what it's showing and then – uh, updating your services based on what makes the most sense in the marketplace. How do you identify what's making the most sense in the marketplace? Because I think that's a challenge that uh, a lot of investors would have whenever they're trying to force fit a certain strategy into the market that's just not the right time uh, based on the market conditions. Um, well, for me, it, it, you know, a lot of it comes with the uh, immense amount of time that I spend uh, doing a lot of homework, um, networking with the you know bankers. Um, you know, I, I just don't know these guys just aren't people that I deal with on a business level. Um, these these are guys that I go on fishing trips with, I go on hunting trips with. Some of the builders in the area that are much larger than than I am, um, you know, Dr. Horton, those guys, um, you know, I. I I get on their coattails and I go to their meetings and I get, I'm, inv- I'm, you know, I'm their friend. And, uh, so they give me a lot of inside information. Um, one, one of the things that helped me realize that the bottom was coming in, not just my writing and doing some homework, but during that homework period is I, I follow the stock market. Um, a lot of real estate people, gurus will tell you, not, I'm not saying I'm a guru and, and I, I would never want to be tagged as that, but a lot of them will tell you to stay away from the stock market and real estate is it. Well, in my opinion, that's, that's false. You need to have your money dif- diversified out. Don't, don't just put it in one basket. So I don't. And so I follow the real estate market. And one of the things I follow in the real estate market is all of the companies that have to do with new build. So that's everybody from flooring to um, lumber liquidators, for example, to the builders, um, to corning, uh, to anybody that supplies anything at any level to the building industry. And so I realized that the bottom was coming in as new builds were starting because I saw about six to eight months in advance that those stocks, those companies were starting to go up in prices. So I started looking at their lumber yards and um, the, the lumber yards that weren't carrying as much lumber are now full. And so I saw that coming. Um, and, and so you just you got to get in and not just network. You, you, 
networking is great. It's, it's uh, definitely the way to prosper um, and to be ahead of the game, but you got to take it to the next level and actually look beyond just talking to somebody. You, you got to get into their business and, and look at their models and see what they're doing because these people that you're networking in with shouldn't be at the same level you are. You should be networking with people at a higher level than you. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever. Uh, well, this one's going to upset a lot of people, but um, <clears throat> is I don't believe in buying single family homes as rentals. Um, I think that's one of the most riskiest things you can do unless you have very, very deep pockets. Um, my suggestion would be to look at anything that's double uh, a duplex or up. Um, or look at if you're just getting started, don't have a lot of money to work with. Um, I would seriously take a look at trailers to get your feet wet. Um, that way, if you do make mistakes, they're not as costly. And, um, the other, the, the last, and I say the most, most important thing would be to, especially if you're a new, new person, find yourself a mentor. Um, not, not one that's a guru style mentor. Uh, I mean, somebody in maybe in your RIA club, or another RIA club that you can attach yourself to that's willing to possibly not charge you anything and willing to teach you um, so that you make the least amount of mistakes. You know, my old saying, and I put it in my book and um, I put it in my first book is, you know, if you want to go to, if you want to raise pigs, don't go to the cow farmer. It's really that simple. Why do you consider single family homes a big risk unless you have deep pockets? Well, you know, unless you're doing a lease option with somebody, <clears throat> then I would say that maybe that's okay. Um, you're getting that large down payment up front. You're putting all the basically all the risk on them, or at least 95% of it or more. If, if you're doing a, a single family home, unless you're paying for it in cash, then I would say it's risky because, you know, maybe not quite so risky now with the economy getting better, but in the last six or seven years, it definitely was a risk without people, without having jobs, um, no money coming in. And, and then all that money has to come out of your personal pocket. So unless you have deep pockets to be able to go four to six months, that money's got to come from your paycheck. And so if you're not a stable enough, um, you, you will fail, unfortunately. And you mentioned as an alternative doubles, which I, I assume that's your thing. Is that duplexes? Yeah, that's correct. So, so I guess the same thing, wouldn't it be true? The same thing with duplexes, it's just you're hedging your bet because you have one more potential source of income. But if people can't pay rent, then you're, you've got two people who can't pay rent versus just one. Yeah, that you're, you know, in, in a way you are correct. But when I, when I tell people or when I used to mentor people a lot, I do some now, but not as much as I used to. I always tell them my philosophy and what I did when I bought whether it was a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex or didn't make a difference, I always did. The, I stuck to a 50-50 rule so that if I had a duplex, that one always paid for everything. The other one was completely cash flow because the, the per, percentage is, is very high that neither one of them are going to be empty at the same time. So you just your, your odds of being successful are, are, are much higher. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. I believe I am. Let's go. <laughs> best ever book you've read? Um, whew, the best ever book I've read. I would probably say uh, The Quadrant from um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Cashflow Quadrant? Yeah. 
And best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a book like that in audio version for free. Best ever success habit you practice. Never making a decision on a property uh, right away. Best ever deal you've done. Uh, that's, that was an easy one. I uh, closed closed on a property and uh, about 9 a.m. in the morning, I paid uh, $10,500 for it. Um, I turned around and uh, literally without doing any work on it, it was a bank-owned property. It was in really good shape. I turned around and sold it at a second closing that afternoon for $72,000. It's a good turnaround. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was my best. And I would say the second one I, I, I probably ever did was, uh, last February we did, we, we closed 51 deals in one month. And where'd you net out from, from a profit standpoint with 51 deals in one month? The average deal was about nine. Uh, these are all wholesale deals. So about nine, about $9,000. So nine times about 450. Yeah, roughly. Yep. And for best ever listeners who have a who have the um, advantage of a calculator and pushing pause, I didn't do that. I just did that in my head really quickly. So it was probably not exactly four fifty. No. no. <laughs> so I, I'm sure someone's like, "Wait a second, no, it's not." So uh, roughly, best ever quote. Oh, I already gave you that one. Um, well, you what is it? What which one? The, the, it was uh, if you're looking to raise pig, don't, pigs, don't go to the cow farmer. So so, so whatever it is you're looking to do. Go, go to the person who is the most successful at it, that you can obtain their access into their world. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it? When I met with, with, with some banking friends of mine, who are now friends of mine, at the point when I first met with them, they, they weren't friends of mine. They were just people that I was being introduced to. What I learned from them, that uh, you know these people are, are uh, reachable. And what I mean by that is uh, you know, they're just like you and I. They will they will give you uh, what you need to be successful. They put their pants on the same way I do every morning. I, I, I know that's kind of a, you know, maybe a lame, a lame what I learned from it, but that, that's, I, you know, I've always had these types of people in a different category that they're unattainable and, and uh, you know, they do stuff way differently than we do. And, um, you know, and once you get in with, with them and they become friends, you know, you, you they, there's really not that big of a difference uh, except for the people that they met and they put around them. And, um, and you can do the same as, as soon as you know how to do it. What's the best ever place to reach you? Yeah. Two, two easy ways. You can reach me at right here at the office, um, at, uh, 315-398-3322, or you can, um, I'm feeling comfortable talking to me right away. Just email me, um, at invest at sidchase.com. And, Best ever listeners, uh, as you might remember from a couple episodes, we're doing a giveaway for Judy Robinette's book, How to Be a Power Connector. Uh, just go to besteversurvey.com. Fill out those six quick questions. The purpose of the survey is to um, get your feedback from uh, who you are so that I can better customize the content and the guests that are on the show. So besteversurvey.com. I'm doing a drawing for anyone who fills out the survey by December 1st. Well, Sid, thank you so much for spending time with the Best Ever listeners, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, I appreciate it. Wish everybody the great holiday season uh, coming up. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 
Hey you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.